This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Friday, March 27th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Bill on pesticides near schools. H2A processing increases and agencies easing more rules to address pandemic. Bill would add new layers of reporting pesticide use near schools. Senator Hannah Beth Jackson added more details this week to a bill that would create additional reporting requirements for county agriculture commissioners. It would include notification to school principals three days ahead of a nearby application. Commissioners would also have to deliver annual reports to the school on the applications. Riverside County Agriculture Commissioner Ruben Araro says the added step would basically require a farmer to notify the commissioner four days ahead of time. Notifications, meanwhile, are already available to schools through a website portal, though a low percentage of schools currently access the information, according to Arroyo. He also pointed out that the state began prohibiting nearby applications during school hours in 2018. This means Jackson's proposal would have commissioners notifying the school of applications when the school will actually be closed. State Department accelerates H-2A approvals. The State Department agreed to waiving interviews for many applicants as a way to increase approvals of H-2A farm workers. The move was welcomed by ag groups who feared the embassy cutbacks amid the COVID-19 pandemic would leave farms without needed labor. Western grower CBO Dave Puglia said the action will ease the flow of guest workers at a time when our farmers are redoubling their efforts to provide our nation with safe, healthy, abundant, and affordable food. State Auditor CDFA poorly managed the license plate program. The state auditor issued a report yesterday criticizing CDFA's management of the Pet Lovers Specialized License Plate Program, threatening the success of the program. The program subsidizes animal sterilizations through grant funding. CDFA took over responsibility for it in 2018. Yet CDFA used a significantly flawed selection process for awarding $300,000 in grants, which disadvantaged certain applicants, according to the audit. Expenditures had begun exceeding revenues during that time, raising concerns about whether the program can continue to effectively fund the services. You can read the report at www.agripulse.com. It also criticized CDFA for doing little to promote the program. In more national news, President Trump plans to look to regionalize risk. The Trump administration is paving the way toward potentially restarting the economy in some areas of the country. Using, quote, a robust surveillance testing program, the administration plans to categorize the coronavirus concerns in counties as either high-risk, medium-risk, or low-risk. In a letter to the nation's governors, President Donald Trump says the data will enable state and local policymakers to decide whether they need to maintain, increase, or relax social distancing and other mitigation measures. Why it matters? Well, this could allow rural areas to resume economic activity more quickly, assuming the testing data is there to justify it. How set to clear Phase 3 stimulus? That $2 trillion Phase 3 economic stimulus will soon be headed to President Trump. 
House Speaker Nancy Pelosi predicts it will pass the House today by a large bipartisan margin. Pelosi said yesterday she wants to pass the measure by voice vote. But if a recorded vote is requested, it may take a while to finish. House members will be going in groups of 30 lawmakers, 15 groups in all. Pelosi wants negotiations on Phase 4 to start soon, and this time the talk should, from the outset, involve each of the Republican and Democratic leaders of the House and the Senate, she said. Take note, one of Pelosi's top priorities for Phase 4 is a 15% increase in SNAP benefits. Democrats were unable to get that in Phase 3. EPA offering CAFOs some relief. The Trump administration continues to take steps to provide some temporary regulatory relief during the COVID-19 crisis. EPA plans to exercise enforcement discretion during the coronavirus pandemic, including in the way it treats concentrated animal feeding operations. In new guidance, the agency says that if an animal feeding operation, quote, is unable to transfer animals off-site and solely as a result of the pandemic meets the regulatory definition of a CAFO, EPA will not consider it as one. Nor will EPA elevate a small CAFO to the category of medium-sized operation or large operation under similar circumstances. FDA, USDA, ease diversion of product. FDA is relaxing nutrition labeling requirements so restaurants and manufacturers with food label for restaurant use can sell packaged products directly to their customers and other businesses. The guidance issued late yesterday says that so long as allergen and ingredient information, among other things, is on the label, it can be sold at retail. Earlier this week, the Food Safety and Inspection Service relaxed labeling requirements allowing meat, poultry, and egg products originally intended for hotels and restaurants to be diverted to retail outlets. Restaurants are working overtime to get any food they might have to food banks and charities, in addition to retail, and this would help with the flexibility to do so, said Vanessa Sink, spokesperson for the National Restaurant Association. CRP enrollment below expectations. Landowners apparently aren't as interested in taking land out of production this year as many thought. USDA has accepted 3.4 million acres into the Conservation Reserve Program, 89% of the acreage that was offered for enrollment during the first general sign-up in four years. The cutoff point for enrollment was an Environmental Benefit Index score of 210. That EBI quote is lower than we would like to see, said Fred Hofner of the National Sustainable Agriculture Coalition. Some of the heaviest interest in CRP is in eastern Colorado, western Kansas, and the Texas panhandle. Here's today's He Said It. H2 labor is vital to the economy and food security of America. Our farmers and producers depend on these workers to continue to feed and clothe the world. That was Secretary of Agriculture Sonny Perdue talking about the State Department's H-2 visa applicants. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Friday, March 27th, brought to you by FMC. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Jeff Daly.